Investing your money is a tricky business to get right, particularly when the financial markets are also trying to factor in a global pandemic. Wild swings in equity prices can cause emotional reactions, with some investors buying or selling without thinking about the long-term implications. While an army of DIY investors in the UAE now adopt a long-term approach by investing in exchange-traded funds, others prefer a helping hand from either a regulated financial advisor or digital investment platforms known as robo-advisors. But how about taking it one step further and using the power of artificial intelligence to ensure our investment decisions stay in line with our rational values? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams, I'm Alice Hayne, and joining me today is Mehdi Fishtali, the founder of Finamaze, a new hybrid human AI robo-asset manager, which launched in Abu Dhabi in November. Welcome to the show, Mehdi. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Now, to actually say those words, hybrid human AI robo asset manager is quite a mouthful. So can you break it down for our listeners and explain what that what your company actually does? So we are an asset management firm. We are regulated by Abu Dhabi Global Market as any other asset management firm. What differentiates us is the fact that we are relying significantly on artificial intelligence and algorithm in order to bring to our client what they really need. So first of all, the onboarding process is done 100% online. Our clients do not need to visit us. They can do everything from their phone or from their laptop. They just upload their passport, their proof of residence, and they take a small, a short video selfie. And there is an AI behind it that compares the, the picture or the video that they have taken with the picture on the passport to make sure that it's the same person. So basically, the onboarding process is seamless. That's on the one hand. And on the other hand, we ask our clients a series of cleverly chosen questions in order to understand what type of risk profile they are. And finally, once it is determined, we allow our algorithms and our artificial intelligence to basically mimic their behavior in order to deliver them what is best for them. So how does that work exactly? How does the artificial intelligence element actually work? We use artificial intelligence at two levels. The first one is how can we, via a cleverly chosen questionnaire, understand the client's real and intimate reaction towards risk. And I would like to say here that unlike other asset managers, we don't take picture of the risk profile of the client, where they take a movie, if I might say. So basically, it's dynamic. What we believe in, and this is based on our research and study of uh, on behavioral finance, uh, a subject that was that that is led by uh, Professor Richard Taylor of the Chicago School, uh, who basically said that humans don't have static behavior towards risk. Let me explain myself. Somebody might think of himself as being, let's say, prudent. But depending on the amount that he is investing or that he is putting at risk, if the amount is small, he might as well be aggressive. On the contrary, somebody who, who thinks of himself as being very aggressive, if you give, if he invests a big enough amount, 
then his reaction or his risk profile will be rather prudent. So it is not an objective and an overall general answer that is fixed forever. It depends on a lot of parameters. Another parameter, which was highlighted by the behavioral finance, is what is your current performance? Let me take an example. Let's imagine you invest 100 and your target profit is 120 and you think of yourself as being quite a neutral person. So what happens if your performance comes closer to take profit, let's say 115? Will you be Will you change your behavior and suddenly become prudent, willing to exit in order to make sure that you save these 115 and don't risk them anymore? Or in the contrary, you will be excited and you will want to go further up. Symmetrically, let's imagine you invest 100 and you have, let's say, a stop loss at 80 and a few weeks pass by and your performance is at 85. What would you do then? Would you cut everything and say, that's too bad? I lost it. I don't need to wait until I lose it all. Or on the contrary, you will be more aggressive and say, you know what? Losing 15 or 20 is more or less the same. Let me stick with my position and let me look forward and be optimistic. What we realize or what the behavioral science tells us is that a single person who, or two two persons who will have at the beginning the same profile might have a risk assessment and their risky behavior that changes over time depending on their performance. And this is exactly what our artificial intelligence captures. What we do is actually we put our clients in a Zen environment whereby we can ask them without any risk being involved, without any money being invested, what would be their behavior in such and such scenario. And we, what we get from it is a quite dynamic risk profile. And using the behavioral finance theories, we manage to basically transform these behaviors into investments. Because people generally are quite irrational, aren't they? And we are emotional beings. You know, we do react. So does this AI-powered investment option take away that emotion in a way? It sort of helps us regulate it. It does. Because the, when the AI tries to mimic your personal behavior your, and become your kind of second brain, what it does is that it tries to dig deep into how you behave without you being under the stress or fear or greed. It asks you these questions when you are in a neutral environment. And it remembers your questions. So let's say, for example, that you adopt a certain behavior. And then the market goes against you and you become fearful and willing to exit. Your second brain will not necessarily follow your willingness at the time where you are under emotion. It will rather recall what you were really behaving or willing to behave when you were in a neutral environment without any risk involved. And somehow what we do is that we protect our clients against their own emotions, against their own biases. So if AI kind of does the thinking for us and takes out our emotions, why do we still need humans? You're you're pairing AI with humans. So why do we still need the human element in this approach? Well, the first answer is that somebody needs to program this AI. So uh, we have a dozen of engineers that are uh, very much well-versed in data science and in quantitative finance and who uh, master the softwares that will lead to basically 
program the AI in a way that will very correctly mimic the human, uh, the human brain or the human uh, appetence to risk for each single client. That's on the one hand. And on the other, and on the other hand, what we want is to make sure that whatever our clients want to do, that there is a human being that has the upper hand over AI. What we technically do is that we allow the AI to play within a certain range in order to try to fit the best to the client's risk profile. We don't allow AI to go beyond those ranges. And it is, they are the human beings who fix those ranges. And why do you think this kind of approach is needed in the UAE? I mean, why are investors, why have they failed so far? What's going wrong? In reality, in the UAE, people have basically, I would say, three choices. The first one is to give their money to uh, high-fee asset managers who will basically invest on their behalf. And this investment might not be as dynamic. It might not be as neutral in terms of what funds to invest in. Secondly, some of the UAE residents go into some uh, highly leveraged platforms that use a lot of CFDs and ended up losing more that they would tolerate. And third, you can see some of them who spent a lot of time and energy in, into investing in ETFs and in order to try to diversify the way uh, that they think is suitable to them. So what we solve is actually bringing to the UAE residents a solution that allows them to invest how they want with the amount of time and efforts from their side, while at the same time, give them the luxury to be able to decide where and when to invest and when to exit. Does your strategy, though, does it take the fun out of investing? Because if if the AI is doing the sort of emotional side of it for you, um, and you've got this nice sort of sensible long-term approach, does it take that fun out of that? You know, we all like to have a little dabble here and there. Does it take the fun away? So Finamaze has got three different styles of investment. The first one is what most of the robo-advisors or desk managers do, which is basically an asset class allocation model, whereby if you supposed to be aggressive, you will have a majority of your investment into equity and a small portion of it into fixed income and vice versa. If you are prudent, you will have more on fixed income and less in equity. And this is basically static and it is recalibrated from time to time and that's it. So we have this kind of uh, proposal to our clients who would want to spend the least time and effort in order to choose or who would want to simply be passive and follow the market, which to some extent can be a, a, a suitable solution for some of them. But you have some clients who will want to decide. You have some clients who will want who, to express views. You will have some clients who will want to diversify as they want, not as it could be dictated by an algorithm or by a human asset manager. And for them, we offer some theme-oriented portfolios where the diversification and the risk is spread among securities that belong to the theme that the client invests. May it be the US market, the Indian market, the Chinese market, or even the UAE and the Saudi market. We are very proud to be the first robo-advisor of the region 
to offer this kind of technology, but on regional stocks. It can also be on commodities. Some people might have a view on energy or uh, on uh, precious metals or on currencies. All this is available to them. The third style, which is basically combines the best of both worlds, is that it personalizes the investment as per client risk profile, but in the team they choose. We call it the VIP. And by doing this, we allow our clients, we leave them the fun to choose the different categories, different asset class, or the different teams in which they want to invest, but at the same time, having the algorithm control their back and basically watch over to make sure that their investment remains all the time with their, their risk tolerance. So yes, if there is a client who will want to invest passively and basically doesn't want to get involved, he can. If we have a client who wants to have strong views, we have this solution. And if we have a client who wants to take the view but not be in, not not invest a lot of time and energy on it, this is also possible. And this is what we believe differentiates us from others. So, for the passive investor, what investments are you choosing for them? What, what where are you putting their money? So, the passive investor will be offered to invest in portfolios that suit his risk profile. And these portfolios will be diversified across different asset classes that will compensate and be able to adapt to the different market scenarios in a way that will allow him to basically safeguard his savings and profit from the market positive trends. Can you give me an example? I mean, what what would those asset classes be? So, for example, one of our portfolios that we offer to our clients is a portfolio that is basically diversified among a series of stock markets, US, Europe, a little bit of India, China, and UAE, but also give them the possibility to benefit from uh, commodities and currencies while having a portion of their investments in the fixed income and in the government bonds to allow them to basically shelter any drop in the market. And what about fees? I mean, fees are a big issue in the UAE because, as you say, there's some very expensive asset managers out there. So what do you charge your clients? So we charge our clients a maximum of 85 basis points. And uh, this is in line with the robo-advisor industry in uh, the region and also in Europe and the U.S., we are able to offer this kind of uh, low fee because we automatize a lot of the processes and we allow our employees to basically concentrate on the added value and all what can be automatized is done accordingly. So our back office and middle office functions are fully integrated and they are they rely a lot on the different systems that we have created internally. We also don't have premium real estate. Uh, part of our team is based out of Casablanca, Morocco. So basically, all these savings, we are able to transfer them to our clients in order to allow them to basically benefit from these low brokerage fees and ultimately contribute to the performance of their portfolio. So you launched in November. Can you take us back a bit and tell us what inspired the idea for Finamaze? What, where did it all come about from? When I was a student that was back in uh, 2001, I did uh, my thesis on the behavioral finance of Richard Taylor. 
And uh, throughout the course of my career in the financial markets and the trading floors and the asset management industry, both in uh, Paris, London, and the UAE, I always kept referring to the different biases, to different emotions that the theory of behavioral finance had taught me back then. And when I finally saw that there is an evolution in the industry and that I decided with a few seniors from the industry to basically create a fine maze, we were, I do remember, in the month of uh, October, the end of October 2017, we were at a very, very beginning of fine maze and we were working on what would be the right questionnaire that would allow us to better understand our clients. And then the, her, the news broke that Richard Taylor got the, the Nobel Prize. And we were, the whole team and I were very much excited because we saw it as a, a good omen. Another perhaps element that also helped us basically shape the idea of what FNM is, at least from the conceptual perspective, is uh, Yuval Harari, Professor Yuval Harari, as you know, the best-selling author of Homo sapiens, Homo Deus and 21 lessons for the 21st century. Uh, basically, he, he was interviewed by Ted, and during um, one hour and 30 minutes long interview, he spoke about how the AI could be used in the asset management industry. And we were pretty much excited by what he called back then uh, the, the second brain that is able to basically absorb the human personality that was able to, uh, that is able to absorb the, each individual risk profile in, in many circumstances. And that this second brain will be able basically to manage this, his investment in a better way than a human was a great source of inspiration. So we wrote to Professor uh, Harari and uh, he generously offered to dedicate copies of his latest graphic novel, Homo Sapiens, to Fenemy's first clients. And he allowed us to turn basically his interview into a short video that is available on our website. So I would like here to pay tribute to both Professor Taylor and uh, Professor Harari for their inspiration. How's it going so far? How many customers have invested with you now? Our strategic planning is to have multi-stage releases in 2021, culminating with our AI solution being available to wider client segment. So for the moment, we concentrate on a few clients. And little by little, we will be onboarding more and more clients. We have several direct and indirect clients who are willing to join us, we would like to, to manage the flow and be able to serve the whole region by the end of 2021. In terms of the, the small investor, the retail client that wants to just start with a small amount, what's the minimum that they can invest with you? We don't think that our solution is the best suited for clients who would like to invest less than 5,000 US dollars in order for the AI to be able to basically lay down all its capabilities in order to enjoy high diversification, there has to be a minimal amount. So our minimum amount is 5,000 US dollars, and this is the level at which we can start having clients. Is that what makes you different to some of the other robo-advisory concepts in the UAE? Because Companies such as Sawa, for example, allow you to invest at a much lower level. So how are you differentiating yourself? 
I think that's the the time that we have spent developing our solution on the one hand, and also our ability to allow at the same time freedom to our investors to invest where they want, but also to dedicate a sort of AI that will serve them only is a differentiating factor. And it makes sense to do so for clients to have a minimum investment that is higher than the $500 or so that some other players in the market uh, are, are willing to grab. So as such, I believe that we are more sophisticated in, in a way uh, because we have a lot of power, of a lot of AI uh, power behind our solutions and uh, we would like to cater as a market segment that is potentially a little bit on the, on the high side of the spectrum. So what's next? You're here in the UAE. Where else do you plan to have a presence? I believe that the the GCC is our natural background. Saying this, we have a lot of uh, clients in India who would like to import our solution there. We also in touch with a couple of uh, players in Luxembourg. So our motto is a solution that is suitable for the UAE and the GCC residents and expats on the one hand, but also that can adapt to other markets and we are happy to base ourselves here to expand beyond our natural borders. And what's the future for AI in the investment industry? Where is this going to all go? You know, what's, what are we going to see further down the line? I think there is a silent revolution that is taking not only the finance and the asset management industry, which is led by the power both on the theory of the artificial intelligence, but also of the computing power that we all have today within the cloud. So a lot of industries will be revolutionized, the asset management industry as well. I see this evolution as something similar to the emergence of electricity and cars 100 years ago, where a lot of jobs needed to adapt and sometimes even disappear. But normal course of evolution is perhaps that these employees or these industries will adapt uh, the new realm of investment and will allow themselves to basically harness this uh, power in order to serve their client more efficiently, optimally, and more in line with their risks and their desire. Well, it's certainly something to look forward to. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mehdi. Thank you very much, Alice. Thank you this week to Mehdi Fishtali. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me on pf at thenational.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates. And also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.